Well, hello, friends. Just a quick message here first to thank all of you who are listeners for your expressions of support over the months and years. It's great to get feedback from you. That's one of the most, uh, I don't know, precious things a priest can get, at least I feel, knowing whether that message connected, whether for good or for ill. It is hard to know sometimes. (laughs) What I consider a barn burner homily may not really be one. And preaching that maybe I feel is lackluster or uh, insipid or just weak. Well, that might very well be just the thing someone needs to hear. So thank you for that. A few of you have been supporting this podcast with a monthly donation through Anchor, which is the platform I make this on. So thank you for that. Um, Those are very generous contributions that help defray some of the, the costs I wanted to let you know about another way to support the podcast. I am very interested in the possibilities of Bitcoin to affect the way we do business, not just online, but really everywhere. It's something that I really want to bring to the people of my parishes here, Blessed Sacrament and Christ the King in Kansas City, Kansas, especially those who are sending money overseas or for those who don't have access to a long-term store of value or investment opportunities. I think the church can work on being receptive to this new innovation, these digital assets. Anyway, it's something I'd love to talk your ear off about sometime uh, if you are interested. But I just want to mention to you that if you'd like to be a part of this growing financial change, this ecosystem really, and support this homily podcast, download the Breeze app, B-R-E-E-Z, and search for this podcast, the Father Nick Blaha Homily Podcast. Uh, You can load Bitcoin into that app and then stream it to your favorite podcasts in tiny, tiny amounts. And that's based on how much you listen rather than a set amount as a subscription that's just given regardless of how much you're actually listening to the podcast. You know, I think this has the potential to revolutionize the way we pay for content like podcasts, but also news and music and all sorts of other things, even apart from the effects it could have on our monetary system in general and putting sound money back into the hands of everyday people. So I've dipped my toes into this. I'd love to tell you more about it or give you a hand with setting it up if you're interested. But if not, carry on and thanks for the support and the encouragement. Thank you as well for your faithful, faith-filled listening, whether you're new to this podcast or you've been listening since my days at Most Pure Heart of Mary, which I remember fondly. The peace of Christ be on your houses. Viva Cristo Rey. Guardian angels and patron saints, pray for us. Our gospel reading today presents this, uh, this, this encounter between a blind man and Jesus that becomes a kind of icon in which each one of us takes the place of that blind man. We should should stop to ponder how astounding it is that Jesus responds to his request by asking him, what is it you want me to do for you? I believe that is true of all of us. The Lord is asking each of us, what is it that you want? And he wants to get at the heart of the matter. In fact, he wants us to understand truly what, what it is that we want. 
His question isn't to inform him, because he knows what we need before we ask him. It's to inform us. What is it that I want? That's a symptom of our human predicament, that there is such a thing as not even really knowing. What would I truly ask for from God if he were to put that question to me with the, with the possibility that it would be answered? We need to have our minds and hearts clarified because we set our hearts on all sorts of things that we don't really want. We set our hearts on all kinds of things that, that won't make us happy. And deep down, we know that's the case. Deep down, we know it's a fruitless quest to find happiness in anything other than God. So we too say to God, Master, I want to see. I want to see with clarity who you are for me and how much I need you. That's certainly my prayer. I find myself often discouraged by what I see as all of the compromises with evil around me. And it provokes a question, where are my deals with the devil? Where have I compromised with him? Where have I made room for him? Where is my lack of faith? I want, to be, I want it clear. I want it clear in my own life. And I've made compromises, as we all have. That's what a sin is. It's a deal with the devil. It's a lack of faith. It's saying, I don't believe that you have destroyed death and brought life to light through the gospel. I don't believe it. So I'm going to go my own way. Master, I want to see. I don't want to be, I want to see where my compromises are, and I want a perfect hatred for evil. I don't want anything to do with it. Get it away. And I reject it in my own heart, my own life. I reject my own lack of faith. And that's my prayer for all of us. It's my prayer for the people of our, of our church. What would the world be like if, not everyone, just, just the baptized, let's just take the baptized. Maybe a 10% of the world population. I don't know what, it, I don't know what the number is. But if, that, if, if those people, all who were baptized, asked for that same clarity, that same hatred for sin, what would the world be like? Would we be laboring under this fear, this constant fear? Or would we be free? The early Christians were known for their fearlessness. It inspired courage 
and boldness in even the weakest. I believe it was St. Agnes, one of the early Roman martyrs, a church dedicated to her honor in the, in the Eternal City. St. Agnes was so young and so tiny as she faced the uh, tortures of the Roman amphitheater, right, being, being fed to the lions, that the shackles that were meant to imprison her were too big. Her, her hands could fit through them. She couldn't be chained. But she stayed anyway because she wasn't afraid. You can destroy my body, but you can't touch my life. A 12-year-old girl with that kind of courage, people noticed and said, where does that come from? It comes from someone who in faith has seen the battle lines drawn very clearly and says, I do not want anything to do with the servants of, of the enemy. I don't want anything, I don't want to make any compromise. I don't want to allow one ounce of fear into my heart over what their false power can do to me. There's freedom. What would the world be like if a tenth of the population of the world lived that way? What would, the, what would our parish be like if the same proportion existed? I'm not afraid. And every time I see that temptation to sin in myself, I want to see it for what it is. Master, I want to see. Help me to see that the sin is coming from the one who wants to destroy me. Who wants me to be miserable. And when I sin, I say, I want you to destroy me. I want you to make me miserable. Master, I want to see. Give us that clarity, Lord. May we go on our way. May our faith save us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.